I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Stay the f- at home. Corona is spreading. The f- is no joke. It's no time to work or roam. The way you can fight it is simple, my friends. Just stay the f- at home. <laughs> now, technically, I'm not a doctor, but my f- listen when I read a poem. So here I am, Sam and f- Jackson, imploring you: keep your ass at home. If you want things to get back to normal, don't panic. Just use your dome. Wash your hands, stop touching your face, and stay the f- at home. <laughs> Motherfucker, it's no time to gamble. Look around, you're not at a casino. Just stay the f- home as if your name was Trenton Quarantino. <laughs> sure, you can still see your friends. Use the mother app on your phone. But unless you just ran out of groceries, please stay the f- at home. Last verse. We're doing your part to flatten the curve because that f- is steep. And now that you're home, please feel free to go the f- to sleep. <laughs> Be what well, a way to start. So why is it when Samuel Jackson says shit like that? It's just the funniest ever, bruv. He's got the voice. He's got that angry, oh, you are voice, innit? Yeah. You motherfucker. Are you serious? You'd have been a sick so yeah, this is How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. Thank you in advance for killing some time with us. I just want to get straight to it. On today's show, we are joined by, and there's not many times I get to say this, an MC, a host, radio presenter, and chef. As well, Big Zoo. What's going on, bro? Well, I'm inside. What's good, my bro? I'm nice. I'm nice. I mean, we're doing this remote thing right now, and you saw me messing around f- f- off the jump. You saw me messing around with Snap Filters, which is this app that's come out, Snap Camera. Um, yeah. Let me just switch to it again. Actually, can you describe yeah. for the people listening to the podcast what's just happened to my face? It looks like a potato in the, in the <laughs> soil. <laughs> it's actually sick. It's all right, you know. There's and there's also I well, think everyone can. It's, it looks pretty good quality and everyone else can kind of make their own as well. So people have been making, I don't know if you've seen that Tiger King show that's come out on Netflix or seen people talking about it. I've seen people chatting about it. I ain't watched it, man. It's been killed for me already. It's just, it, you know what? I, I don't want to get too into it now because obviously like, I don't want to spoil it, but it's just, it's just batshit crazy. You know, when you watch a show and it just goes on and on and every time an episode continues, you're like, this can't get any fucking crazy. And it just does every time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, how have you been though, Zoo? Well, I can't complain. Obviously, self-isolating right now. I've been getting a lot of work done from home. I mean, I'm happy I can do things like this. Like, that definitely helped me pass the time, bro. So, 
Yeah, yeah. So you're at home and from the sounds of things like you just said, you've got a lot of time on your hands, but you've, you've always been a busy guy anyway. So what are you doing? Are you doing more music stuff? Are you looking at new ideas? I'm lucky enough to have a studio in my room. I've got a home set up. So I've been recording, um, writing down new ideas, thinking of demos. And then um, with the TV program, because um, obviously we had a lot of PR lined up to do stuff outside when it was the normal time. So we've had, kind of had to adapt to creating um, content in my house. So I've been like yeah. doing some like videos and we've been working out other ways to like help promote the program before it comes out. Stuff like that, man. Just, and like I've been doing, I've been doing like other campaigns with companies just from the house, man. I think everyone's having to adapt right now and I'm definitely part of that brigade. Yeah, definitely makes sense, man. I mean, what, can we talk about what the original plan was for the PR campaign? Because I was quite excited uh, about that. I don't know if they want to, if they might attack me, because even for the fact that I've said it already, but I, I don't care. We're here, man. It's a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think it's obvious everyone had, had plans. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, we had, we had, um, we just had ideas to do, like, like visual content with people, cooking with people. Like, we, we had a launch lined up, all these things, like, and obviously my two co-hosts are my brothers from the ends, and the man got no press picks. Let's just put it like that. The man got iPhone. <laughs> They got this. They got the one iPhone Instagram one one other. Yeah, they got that. The do you do you still do you still default to the one other pose though? Because I feel oh, like I if I don't point in a picture, I look like I've won a prize. I look like I'm a prize winner, and I'm just here like, hey, is it the two two gun fingers? Yeah, two gun fingers hide the man boobs. That's my that's my tactic. Hide the man boobs, so, and it kind of makes me look wedge as well. It does. It, it gives you extra shoulders, makes you look hench. But um, so the reason we're getting you on the show is because of a new TV show that's about to. Dro- <laughs> it's a TV show that's about to drop, Zoom man, and and it's about food. Right before we get into it, this is how into food Big Zoom is. Can you just tell us what you were dining on as we've started the podcast, please? I just had a garlic chili spinach cheese omelet. Jeez, jeez. Tea as well in a big. What, what's in the tea? Ginger, lemon, and honey. Nice. No, I ain't getting no Rona. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idle man um, way to survive. That's what everyone's saying. Listen, if you just grate some ginger, you put some lemon, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you're all right, mate. How about I stay indoors as well? Because I'm not. I don't think by going outside with a little bit of garlic around my neck and holding a lemon in my hand, that's gonna stop me from getting this serious shit. It's, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's inevitable, like, in every single conversation you have, like, we're here to talk about your TV show and stuff, but it's inevitable that every conversation you have is about corona. And usually I get sick of stuff like this, but to be honest, I feel like it's justified at this time, man. Yeah, I mean, it is like the common denom- denominator, denominator, however you say that word, is the common yeah. thing that people are definitely talking about every, every convo I have. I mean, yeah. I could be literally talking to, like, my gran and will be like, so how's how's life? How's everything going? Hey, this Corona, hey, this Corona, and and in Sierra Leone they got their first case. So my daddy lives in Sierra Leone, and hey, they got one case. Yeah, we have a crazy amount of cases over here. They got the one, and they're going mm. mad. They're going mm. mad. Like I, I'm in some like group chat with some like Sierra Leonean brothers, and they're just sending the maddest. Like they sent me an article yesterday that said Barack Obama tells Africans to not take European vaccine. Like I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a buggy. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it is part of every convo. But at the end of the day, it's I think it's such a like a crazy thing for people to go through that it's very hard to process. I mean, weeks have gone by now. I've been self isolating from when I landed back. I was in Sierra Leone um, three weeks ago, and I landed, mm -hmm. and I haven't gone out since. And it's it's surreal. It's surreal, and and people are maybe a little bit getting used to it, but it's still not normal. Like being locked in your house. You know, if you stack your own house arrest, and at the end of the day, we're doing it for to benefit other people. We're doing it to save lives, and because you don't, because you're not getting like a medal to your house saying you're a hero. You, you know, some people need that instant gratification. I feel like we live in a time like that where people need that, that just straight away. You have done well. You have done something. You have saved 1.5 lives by staying home today. Do you know this is more yeah. of a thing where it's just a, like a bit of common sense and sometimes uh, Jamie as a barway says common sense needs to be renamed because nowadays mm. it's rare. Mm. <laughs> rare. Rare sense, definitely. And I think it's it's quite true. Like we if we do this right, we're never really gonna know how well it works because we don't we we never really want to find out if it doesn't work. Does that make sense? And that sounds like I'm going like talking a bit in circles. And Thing, like you've got scientists in America, they, they put like the curve, they did the like if we never yeah. self isolated death rate ratio, and then the, 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 the difference to now we're self isolated. And I think the difference was it went from two million deaths to um 100 to 200,000 deaths. And you know, that is that is obviously a hypothesis, it's not it's not actually like proven, but I mean, these guys are scientists, it's their job to do these kind of things, and you know, two mil to, to 100k. That's a big drop, bro. And at the end of the day, these are lives of people that this it's it's weird because they're talking about the lives and numbers and it's like it's like these are not Spotify streams, you know. These are people <laughs> that, do you know what I mean though, bro? Yeah. Like yeah, hundred percent. Six hundred people have died today. Like, bro, if that was if that was one of my family members, I'll be I'll be like distraught, man. I'll be heartbroken, bro. Like, it's, yeah, they just become a number. Yeah, and. 100% and I'll be real with you I think the thing that kind of hit home for me this week was it was the first time that I, some people that I knew in my family and extended family had had Sorry come down that, with man. it and also some people that that are in the industry like DJ Ace made a, a, a Instagram post talking yeah. about him getting the coronavirus as well because he's somebody who's in kind of a more high-risk category because he needs a new kidney to put it shortly do you know what yeah. I mean so it's, 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 it's getting very real yeah it's getting very real it's not like I think as the numbers creep up, we're all likely to find out somebody else has got it that we know, or, or instead of it just yeah. being your auntie's cousin's uncle, whatever, like it was three weeks ago when everyone was busting jokes about that. It's very real that someone you know, or you might have it. So once that starts to kick in, I think that's when it's going to feel real for everyone else as well. Yeah, 100%. I think a couple of men told me, I ain't self-isolating until my, my brother gets it or something. Like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, I think I think it's one of them. Like you said, it's just we 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 ain't got a clue, man. We just gotta stay strong and and pray for, pray for our families and pray for our friends, man. And word word, I make you right. I make you hundred percent right for that. Right. So something that we can do while we are in self isolation is watch your new TV show, man. Big yes. zoos, big eats. Now, speaking of people that, that think that this came out of nowhere, yeah, because like uh, you said, people want instant gratification. You've been doing food for a little while, though, haven't you? Gee, I'm a fat brother, so I can't yeah, lie. Yeah, big zoo's big. The B.I.G. in zoo is very apparent. I'm with you, bruv. I'm an eater. It's an African thing, bruv. Come on, where are you from in Africa? Nigeria, Nigeria. 
Nigerian, Nigerian boy. Yeah. Come on, I've been chopping jollof from day one now. Hey, Every aspect: music, food, fashion, industries, and and you know what? Hands up, you guys are doing it well. But Sierra Leone, we're coming, we're coming. Um, yeah. When it comes to the food, brother, I've 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 always um documented food from when I first had like Snapchat and these things and like. I was always doing food content, you know? Like, you know when you used to see, like, them twisted videos on, on Insta where they're, like, making, like, a sausage, um, a hot dog flipping grill, or they make, like, quick burgers? You know them videos on yeah. Insta where it's just the hands? Yeah. All you can see is the hands, and they're just making a, a, a spaghetti, like, in one pot. I used to always watch them and be like, bruv, I could do this. Like, I, so I used to do it in my house myself. I used to do it from, like, my perspective. I need to put little jokes on it. And, and, and one thing about food is that everyone connects through food. You know, everybody eats. Everyone has to eat. So it's something that, it's a, it's a thing that will never die, you know. And um, I feel like food culture has become more prominent within um, social media. Like, people like Action Bronson have definitely paved the way. And, you know, there's, there's people like, like one of my friends, like Mr. Chip, yeah. Mr. Chipmunk, a.k.a. Chip, he, he absolutely loves food. And all he does on his snap is upload if he's eating like a proper yard if he's eating a mad curry goat he'll upload it like on the weekend if he's having a crazy like you know you got these like things like trap kitchen and stuff where you got these these absolutely crazy meals that's got the mac the lobster the chicken like now that's that that's the in thing now you know mm. that's, like, that's, mm. like, that's like rapper currency if you're a rapper and you got 14 lobsters on your table and a big mac and cheese people are like yeah he's, he's killing it bro yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's no longer as a Rolex doing that job. If if you've got yeah, no, if you've got forty wrong. lobsters, <laughs> forty lobsters. If you've got a chef, yeah, yeah, and you've yeah. got some premium waffles, yeah, and you also got some primary school cake, primary school cake with the hundreds and thousands. If you've got that, people think you're winning because at the end of the day, food is like food has always been aligned with like power. You know, in Africa, having a big belly it means you're doing well. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, yeah. In Nigeria, if you walk around with a big belly, then you are getting ratings. You are getting moved to by girls. You're getting ratings from other guys. People are taking you seriously. If you don't look like you've eaten well, if you come in looking mild, they're like, this guy's not serious. He can't even eat properly. Why should I listen to this guy? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Hey, the big belly, man. Them man are, them man are respected because over yeah, here, yeah. yeah. Abs. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Abs no, like, in Nigeria ain't really getting you ratings. I got uncles that would sit down and their, their belly oh, would hang between their legs and out, pushed out, and they'd be like, they yeah. Born with abs, are you mad? I was in Sierra Leone, yeah. My West African brothers, they're all naturally blam. All of them yeah. are blam. All blam. Like, I've you, got you say, did he go to the gym? Well, I don't even know gym. <laughs> <laughs> now, I heard if you say gym to guys that are built like that, they just pump up a little bit like they've done 100 press ups. Do you know what? I only got the shoulders, zoo. I only got the shoulders though, bruv. I'm mixed race. I got I got the shoulders, but the abs, the abs I've got the round belly though, bruv. But I like it though. It's in at the moment. Listen, it is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I don't say we, we all go we all go sleep and we all go poo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that my little analogy there. That's my little breakdown of it. That is my 100%. excuse for being fat. Hundred percent. Do you know what, though? You've got me Googling food, you know. I've just started Googling food, bro. I can't lie. I've just brought up the elitist cake ever. Yeah. That is the elite cake, right? There we go. Yeah. 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 The primary school cake. That was it, man. Well, let's draw enough for another one. I never got in shape like that. That one. I'm busted. 
Are you mad? Is it, yeah, with custard as well. There's, a, oh, there's one with custard. Yeah. I don't, is this a UK thing? This, this cake? Ooh, I don't know about America, man. I don't, I don't know, you know if they... I think America is so over the top, like, there'll be some bacon and, and like, like, chicken wings on the side and, like, you know what I mean? And smoke, smoked barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> England, we're a bit more simple, you know? Cake, yeah. A sponge cake with icing and hundreds of thousands. We go wild. Yeah, they, they, think we're, they think we're playing over there. They'll probably take that cake and turn it into a donut and call it a cake nut or something like that. That's what yeah, Americans oh, do. Oh, you, you see my angle. Exactly, exactly. Right, so, so Big Zoo, you love food. I mean, you've just had some food before you even started a podcast and you did, you've been doing cooking shows on YouTube for a while. You did some stuff with Radar, did some stuff in your own house as well, including a really nice Christmas dinner. Right, I just want to say that episode was sick. You did a Christmas dinner, you brought the man them round, and also you, you did a nice wrap at the end, which made me feel quite festive. That, that's, a good, that's a good watch. I think you should watch that every year at Christmas time. But you've done all of that. And now you've got the show coming out on uh, UK TV, Dave, right? Big Zoo Eats. Not Santan Dave. Everyone thinks it's Santan Dave, yeah? It's the Santan. <laughs> it's the channel Dave. <laughs> well, well, Dave I TV channel. Out. I got, bro- yeah. I, got, I got a program coming out on Dave. They're like, what? 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 Send me the location. <laughs> what? 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 Santan Dave? I'm like, nah, the channel Dave. Like. <laughs> yeah, so man, Big Zoo Eats, talk us through it, man. What's the premise of the show? What's sick is that you talked about that Radar um, Christmas thing. And yeah. Like, that was like the, the, one of the main references they used when it was creating the program. It was like... Yeah them kind of cooking things that I was doing like even the rap at the end like things like that it was just it, it, it really connected with them connected with them and it was a different angle you know you watch you watch cooking programs all the time now it's the same stuff you know it's it's Jamie Oliver or Gordon Ramsay they're making food with ingredients that you can only buy in Waitrose you can't you can't get any of them ingredients in the ends you know it's not possible to cook the food they're cooking they got the maddest grill they got the maddest oven yeah Busy is just authentic cooking by somebody that loves food i'm not actually a trained chef but i love food and it's um they found a way to connect it with with their audience so i cook for comedians i cook for comedians while they're on the road so um someone will be on tour let's take jimmy carr for example you know the big dog you know a little bit jimmy carr. <laughs> <laughs> you know, i don't think anyone can say who to jimmy carr yeah, well, HMRC okay, knows so. about Jimmy Carr, yeah. The Queen knows about Jimmy Carr trying to nick her peas. So everybody knows about Jimmy Carr. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, you owe me. Pay me, Jimmy. <laughs> I can't do his laugh. I tried. Um, so yeah, there we go. There we go. Dying. dying um, Why Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that bar for him there. Aye, that would have killed him. Um... So yeah, they'll be on tour, um, like actually on tour, like not not no TV production magic, which I've learned yep. about. Yeah, it's it's definitely on tour. They'll they'll be on tour before they do their show. I'll meet them, talk to them about what kind of food they like, find out what's their favorite types of food, find out what's their diet right now. Boom, boom, boom. They'll finish their their show, and I'll be there waiting with a free course meal, like just to, I basically get in their dinner while they're on tour. And what nice. I learned in this process. A lot of comedians, they don't eat before they, they perform because um, they normally have to speak for about an hour and an hour and a half. And, you know, doing mm. that on a full bed, it's, it's hard. You're going to have in, indigestion. You're going to be doing yeah. all these little burps. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? 
So, yeah. so they don't really have big food before um, they perform. So normally, after they finish performing, they're very hungry. So if I'm there waiting with their favorite food that like they love, normally the results, hey, nine times out of ten, they absolutely love it, innit? <laughs> I bet they do. I bet they, I bet they flipping do. I mean, and, and I've seen a few episodes. I don't want to spoil a lot. So, I mean, you mentioned Jimmy Carr as, as one of the guests. Um, you've got a big range of comedians as well. You've got comedians that are well-known across the UK, but I like to say that you've got a very diverse selection of guests. I think everyone knows what you mean by that. And shout out to you. I, I know that was something you wanted to bring to the table. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Big up UK TV. Big up, big up them, man. Because I think the the choice uh, the choices of comedians is definitely very broad. And I feel like what we was because we also went on tour with them, so we had to go meet them where they was. Um, yeah, we was able to like explore the UK as well. As well as there's so much depth to the program, man. As well as us just cooking for them, it's also me and my man them from Mozart Estate, West London, like mm. proper central West London hood, going out there and exploring and doing different activities and getting to... T- and then also when I'm connecting with these comedians, talking to people that I would have never spoken to in my everyday life, you know? Like like Desiree Birch is a dominatrix from, from America who's moved to England and, and she's got some crazy stories. Well, she's not a dominatrix now. She used to be in a past life. She's a comedian, obviously. Yeah. But like just me and her, like would have never sat down and had a conversation about her past and my past and like oh it, it was it, just people like that like even ed gamble like sitting with ed gamble <laughs> yeah 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 ex fat boy yeah ex fat boy he's not anymore yeah um like just sitting with him talking about metal and rock and just things like that, like, and then me talking to him about grime and rap. It was like yeah. you'll never pass two in a, in a room to have a combo, but like just that connection for the love of food, for the fact that I'm cooking for them. I mean, there's already love, and then when they find out a bit about me and a bit about my personality, and then I'm all, you know what's funny as well in this program. I was analyzing all the comedians to see if they can make me laugh. Yeah. And I learned a lot about comedy. There is so many different types of comedy. Like you got dry humor, you got the over the top, you got the punchlines. You know, you got people that do setups. You got people that are just quick, like Jimmy Carr. He's just quick with it. Like mm. I learned so many types of, of humor, and it, it really taught me to appreciate yeah. um, comedians and the, the work that they do. And it also taught me how similar it is to writing music because they have to write their punchlines as much as they do rebuttals and they they talk to the hecklers in the in in, in the crowd. Like, obviously, I'm using some comic, com- comedic words, you know what I'm saying? Heck, mm. when someone talks in the crowd and they reply to them. Because I always used to think that was fake. But then they told me, like, no, nah, that's, off the, that's off the top of the head. Like, yeah. so it's like, they do stuff like us. They got a freestyle. Then they got to have their writings. Then they got to be ready to shut down the show. It's very similar to music. And it's just, obviously, they don't have a backing beat, you know? And, yeah. and, if, they, and, and if the crowd ain't feeling it, boy... <laughs> It's long. <laughs> Can't just get your your support DJ to play a tune while you just recoup yourself. Do you know what I mean? That man definitely are standing on the sh- on 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 the stage on their own, so with a big light on their face. So, so I definitely so that, respect. Well, have you? As I was just gonna say, has that piqued a bit of interest for you then in in comedy? Does that make you feel like you bro, might, it might be something you want to do? You look, I can see a little glint in your eye when you mentioned. Well, it's kind of similar I, to what I do. In in the industry I'm in, it's about entertainment, and you know. Um, there are musicians that have ventured into so many things, you know. You you look at people like Jamie Foxx, you look at people like Drake. Like, these guys are, like, big players, and they've done all, all amounts. They've done so many things. So mm. I used to 
people's question, like, am I going to lose my integrity by trying to um, try other things? But at the end of the day, we're here to entertain people and have fun. And if I can have new new experiences, I'm not going to say no. So I've definitely thought about doing some stand up one day, maybe coming out for someone. Yeah, yeah, like do a hot, a, hot, a hot five or ten minutes to warm up for them. Yeah, 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 something like that. See if I can make them laugh. Because, bro, it's yeah. not easy, man. Everyone thinks they're funny until you have to stand in front of a random crowd and make them laugh. And not just say the jokes that you say to your man them that make your boys laugh. you got to make random people laugh, you know? 100%. It's, it's that kind of pressure that you get, that you can only get when you're trying to intentionally entertain people. It's the same with food. It's the same thing that you do in your show. You're saying, I'm Big Zoo and I'm going to make food that you really like. So when, yeah. you're, when, when you've got these comedians, like, it's their job to, to go into a room and say, I'm going to make you laugh. And the audience can be like, no, you're not. They've got to be so funny that they overcome that. You're doing the same thing with food, though, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, not everyone likes the flavors you're going to make. Some people are very picky, but I think what I've learned is if you put your passion into it and you, you show your love for the ingredients... Some people just people just respect what you've done, you know. Especially because we we cook in a food truck, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got UK TV. Yeah. Sick. Obviously, man's not in some Michelin star restaurant. Man's not in uh, a studio that has the greatest equipment in the world, bro. We're in a food truck, you know. We got a grill and we got a deep fryer, so you know we have to make it work. And um, I think people appreciate that. Me and my two boys who literally just did home ec in, in, in secondary school, are out <laughs> here trying to create proper nice meals that look good in, in a food truck. And I think it's, I think it's part of the, the grind is part of the love. Like people see the grind, it will make them appreciate what man's doing. Do you know what I'm saying? Definitely. And you definitely did it. I mean, I don't, again, I don't want to give away too much, but there's a range. Yeah. There's, you're a meat eater. So I know you provide food for meat eaters, but there's also for people that are vegan or vegetarian, you, you, you go yeah. into that realm, you explore and you make sure that you cater to that, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like you said, there's so many different types of um, um, people that, that like different types of food. I, I wish I could have just made chicken wings every day, you know? And just made one day with sweet and sour, one day barbecue, one day Korean fried, Korean fried. You know On what it. I'm saying? But you got, you got. I had to do stuff that I've never, I've never done before. You know, making vegan, vegan food. I've never sat at my house and gone. You know what? Today, I'm gonna make sure I don't use any dairy products or any meat or anything that's been killed. I'm just gonna use straight. Nah, I've never done that. But after the program, I actually started doing things like. Bro, how can I make this? How can I maybe cook something today that's vegan? How can I maybe cook something today that's vegetarian? How can I maybe do something today that has no carbs? You know, and it's, yeah. it's definitely open. So hopefully, I could do that to a couple of the people that watch the program as well. Definitely, I was very against being anything other than a meat eater last year, and it was in twenty. I was a bit pissed actually because this year, this year, the start of this year was the year where there was the frigging vegan KFC, vegan Subway, vegan everything. Oh, it came out, it came out, yeah. All of those options. But when I tried it in 2019, I did, I did, sorry for listeners of podcasts, I've said this to a few people, but I, I did pescatarian January. So I weaned myself off. I did vegetarian February and then I did um, vegan March. March was hot, bruv. It was zoo, it, yeah. big zoo, it was hard, bruv. But I did it. And now I think like, like you said, when I look at a menu, I used to just be like, oh, vegetarian, fuck that. Go down to the steak. Yeah, but now when I look at a menu, I'll have a look like, and I might be like, you know what? I might do the vegetarian starter there. I might do a vegan main. My mind's open to it. You, you mess with Satan as well, which is quite an interesting thing. Satan's all right, isn't it? Yeah, we're not talking about the devil. 
Yeah. <laughs> Satan Dave. <laughs> yeah, Satan Dave. No devil thing. There's no devil, yeah. I don't know why they called it Satan, yeah. The weirdest Weird, name. But what it's basically whey protein or something or wheat mm. protein, wheat gluten, wheat gluten, yeah. wheat gluten. Yeah. It's something like that, yeah. And bro, I mean, it it it, it can be buff. It can be really good. And you know, there's different variations of it. I mean, there's there's types that aren't good for you. There's types that is just made to taste like meat. And then there's types that is actually, you know, beneficial for, for your diet. So, I mean, these these kind of supplements, these vegan things, they are pretty, they are very random. But when you realize the nutritional benefit, when you realize, actually, you know what, I'm saving the planet by eating this food. It's kind of like th- this quarantine stuff. Like, you don't actually get a, that instant gratification that, you know what, I stopped, I saved a cow from dying. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not, you're not, you're not getting instant direct certificate of what you've done but when you're eating it in the back of your mind you're also realizing right you know what i'm hoping to go towards a sustainable future which is like one of the most important things in the world right now because i think we're 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 so we're so like rattled by this coronavirus thing like what people are out here screaming about um what's happening with global warning that warming like and and if this kind of thing, this kind of epidemic, this pandemic, this kind of moment that we're going through in life, like if it was to do with anything with global warming, we won't have a chance to be able to just stay yeah. in our house, self-isolate, make a difference. Yeah. So I do expect the angle. Uh, at first, I used to think, what are you talking about? You're saving, or you're eating a carrot or you think you're saving the world. Are you mad? I'm going to eat that chicken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's only when I've kind of like delved into it a bit deeper that I've realised, raw like we are really putting bare methane into the air by by Mm -hmm. we kill more animals than we've ever had before people absolutely love meat like even in the time of veganism and times of vegetarian people doing their thing and and campaigning all these things like we we consume more meat than we've ever had before and the impact that has on the world is crazy so these things like satan that are these um like supplements and like I, I do absolutely respect the people that I've, I've put their time and effort into making things that taste nice, you know? Like, there's a place called um, Cook Daily. I don't know if you've heard of Cook Daily. They got a shop in London Fields, and um, I don't know if they've moved. I haven't been there in, in a minute, but, bro, they make the baddest, baddest, like, jerk chicken bowls, and they make, like, chicken and mushroom pie, and it's all made with this, this Satan product. And mm. it's, it's bro. Sometimes I eat it and I feel better after and it tastes nice in a chicken bowl. So, it's mad. There you go. There you go. You know, your horizons are opened. But, so, uh, uh, I, won't, I won't say what you cooked for them, but one of your guests, Jimmy Carr, um, you had a really good rapport with him. He's, I think it's, a, it's the first episode, isn't it? We can say that. That's, um, yeah, that's, that's going to, and it's, um, I think he's a great guy to kick it off. Not only is he a comedy legend, but you guys got on well together. The banter was there. In fact, I'm about to play a quick clip of, of you, talk, you two having a little cussing match. Oh, my heart is hurting. Well, that is, that is to do with your diet. If you want to start the joke war, because it looks like you need to donate me some forehead. Uh, donate you some forehead? Because I've got a two head. You've got a two head, I've got an eight head. Yeah, somewhere down the line, there should be a transplant, If we divide right? it... <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I think if we took a blood test, I think it would be 75% mayonnaise right now. I don't even like mayo. <laughs> I didn't even like mayo. <laughs> you, you guys went in on each other, man. Was, it, was he truly like that when the camera was on and off? I feel like Jimmy's quite the same all the time. Oh, that guy is a professional. Oh, my God. He's a G. He's a G. Um, he, he's just so efficient with it. He, he knows exactly what he wants to get done. 
and the banter, like the banter was just like when the cam when the cameras weren't rolling, he was obviously he weren't violating me. He's, he's keeping yeah. it cool. He's yeah. still busting yeah. jokes, but yeah. when the cameras were rolling and it was time to do banter, bro, <laughs> he was quick with it. That's why I said these men are like musicians. My man's basically freestyling on a block right now with yeah. a with a with a YouTube beat in the background. And the YouTube beat. He absolutely smoked me off the planet. Like, I tried to say a joke, yeah? I tried to say a joke, and he took my joke, wrapped it, gave me a quick hadouken in the face, and then said, yeah, you, you don't know. K.O. <laughs> it's crazy, man. And, and also, like, um, I, don't, I don't know why I feel like this. I feel like Jimmy Carr in a, in a previous life was on the block. I, have, I don't know, man. Some of the stuff that he was on, the foods and drinks that you were giving him out of nowhere, he was just like, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah me. Bro, I think he's definitely Bandem. I think obviously he's not from the Bandem hood areas, <laughs> but he's West, innit? That's all I know. I know he's a West man. So where is he a West man? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's from West. Um, I don't know if he's from West anymore, but I know that I think he, I think he like grew up around Eden side. I, I, I'm not, I don't know, can't remember exactly, but I know he's from the West, West side of London. And um, bro, he's a G man. He's he yeah. he definitely taught me. That um, just because man are from different worlds, just because he lives he lives a different life to me, doesn't mean we can't connect on a different level. Doesn't mean that he's ignorant to to my culture, and he didn't appropriate me in any way. You know, people people have this like idea that when you work with these super guys who are like high up in the game, that they're just gonna take the piss out of you and be like, oh, you're just a uh, you. For, are you gonna are you gonna smoke some weed, mate? Are you gonna are you gonna stab me? You know what I'm saying? Like they just think man some hood you, but nah, bro. They have respect for who I am. They have respect for my slang. Like he he was making jokes out of the way I was talking, but I didn't feel violated because yeah, I could yeah, yeah. Up to him, I could definitely be like, why do you say that like that? You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was no big fish, little fish. It was we're literally but two people coming here to entertain people, and and I think that's what and I think that's what's sick about this program is that um like the people that I link up with. Obviously, like I said, we are from different worlds. Not everyone, like, big up Jamali Maddox and, and big up Gaz Khan, because their men are definitely from the ends, you know? Um, and that was different. Like, even, even being able to connect with them was different because, like, it, it, was another, it was another aspect for the programme. But for the people that were not from the same background as me, like, a, a man like Josh Widdicombe, yeah? Josh Widdicombe, who is, is not from London. He's, he's, he don't know about grime. He, he's a very calm guy. You know, me and him was able to connect on a different level. So, that's sick, that's sick man. That's sick. That's sick, man. I look forward to the show. Also, I recognise the intro where you have your own tune, where it's you rapping it, which is sick that you made the intro. I thought that was a standard lick. But also, I recognise where you shot the intro stuff for the show, and that's not too far from where the studio is for Podcast Studio London. So I was like, shit, oh, that's, that's around the corner, man. We should have tried to get a little walkthrough in the background when that was happening. You know what I'm saying? Where, where is it? Is it Labrador Grove areas? So you know when you yeah, yeah you know when you were shooting some stuff on you can see in the canal at the start of the show when you guys watch this you'll see there's a canal there you were really close to our studios and then you walk across a bridge and I'm like shit that's that's ends man that's so close it was sick we was able to do the theme tune in yeah. the area man grew up in the spots man like yeah we actually got to take them to the places that me and my boys used to sit down and chill when we was little kids so. They definitely, with this program, I definitely kept it very authentic. Even the fact that the theme tune is a grime rhythm. The theme tune is Big Zoo spitting. Like, I, I don't want to give away too much, but obviously it's, it's coming for the people soon. But, mm. like, 
you can't show me a, a program where the intro is a brother spitting bars and, and it's actually hard. It's not like, it's not forced. It's not written by anyone else. No one gave me any, like, like script or anything. Man, just yeah. in the street. Do you know what? That's sick. And do you know what? All right, it's not as hard. It's not grime, but it kind of reminded me of of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air start. How he's in it and he raps at the start. I thought I've not seen a show like that for a long time that 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 sticks with me. I've, I've, there might be other things out there, but I don't remember. All right, yeah. Like now, what else is there out there where the person raps in the intro and they're in it? I mean, there's big big nasty show got his thing. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Obviously that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's what I think my program's definitely going to get compared to a lot. But it's definitely, we're definitely on different things. But I like that Fresh Prince of Ballet reference because it's definitely like, that was Will. Will was on music them times. Remember, he was like yeah. an actual musician. But that was his step into acting. And from that, from Fresh Prince, he's gone on to be one of the biggest movie stars in the world. So it was sick that they let him express himself on the beginning with a song that is iconic. It's iconic. Like if... If someone goes in West Philadelphia, born and raised, you know, you, you, I start, knows I start arguments. Part. I start arguments with that tune because people go, "What? Like, who's your top five rappers?" And I put Will Smith in there somewhere just to piss everyone off. <laughs> Welcome to Miami, Men in Black. I'm like, bruv, he won the first ever rap for uh, Grammy for rap, yeah. And his tune, that that intro to Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you can't tell me there's a more better known rap tune. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. It's, it's it's the most known rap you never. So yeah, I love throwing that in there to start arguments. That really pushes some lips in the wrong direction that when I put him in my top five. Brain. That must kill someone. <laughs> it's I say that I throw I throw I used to throw. Remember remember when barber shops existed? Yeah, I used to throw that grenade into barber shops. Do you know what I mean? And just let but everyone man, go crazy. <laughs> bro, no trim, man. You're lucky. You've got a high top zoo, so you can let that ride for a little while. But yeah, I'm looking grizzly. When I put it down, it's like you don't even know if I got a forehead or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your thing's all right right now. Your thing's yeah. Kinda... Surviving, surviving. Just gonna keep because tri- I'm not even. I'm not a trimmer, so I can't. I can't trim, so I'm just topping it up where I can here and there. Line um, up, you're doing line, man. Come on. Yeah, you got to do the lineup. So, Zoo, I've seen you cooking on the show. I've seen you cooking on YouTube. Um, everyone's gonna see that. But in real life, do you cook a lot? Do you cook every day? Yeah, I definitely do cook a lot. Like. Um... I live with my mum. I live with my mum and my little brother. And um, there's definitely days where my mum can't be bothered to cook. And, and she's chilling. She's chilling. She mm. knows I'll go in the kitchen. I don't have to go buy no ingredients. I'll just see what's in the house and start flexing. And now I'm kind of like, I'm definitely getting into my bag in terms of cooking. I'm definitely like learning. Because I've learned cooking is all about patience. And, um, you know, I'm learning how to like make things from scratch before i never used to appreciate it i used to think let, let me just put that uncle ben's rice in the microwave let me just put that 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 jar of tomato sauce on top you know what i mean whereas now it's like i'm learning yeah. take time brother i can't lie though just to quickly cut in for a second yeah i totally agree with you and i 100 percent know that the, the rice that i make yeah especially when it's a jollof rice you can't get that out of a bag but uncle ben's is stepping up his game bro this cur- I- this cur- bro that was all that was the only rice i could get so when I went to the supermarket, that was the only rice I could get. And I got like a garlic rice. I got um, a Mexican rice. These were the only bags left. There were like four bags left. And I had them. They're the two minute in the microwave ones. Bruh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Doing all right. My doing all right. That's the thing. That's the thing. It can work. 
it can yeah. definitely work. Like even when you make like sometimes when I make a fried rice back in the day, I used to use that. Like I couldn't be bothered to like you know what I'm saying yeah. boil a rice to then add it into a fried rice. It definitely works, but I think the more I've like done cooking, the more I've learned to appreciate yeah. the process. Hundred percent. Like even if it's like one percent different level of flavor, like it's yeah. like that 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 I, I think cooking as well sometimes it's, it's therapeutic man you have your long day you're chilling and now you just focus on because you know what's funny you'll put hours into making a dish and it'll get eaten in three minutes that's what's so funny about cooking. you'll put hours of effort into cooking and then it'll get yammed in like two minutes but the faster it gets eaten the better the, 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 the feeling is because you know that it was good food, you know? Yeah, so, it's an actual emotional offering, isn't it? You understand that when you start cooking for other people and you lay it down, if you see everybody look at it like, oh, then you, it, it hits you, doesn't it? But if everyone smashes it and goes, yeah, have you got any more? You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was worth them four hours yeah. of sweating in the kitchen. <laughs> exactly. So what, what's your favourite thing to cook at the moment? Like when you get in the kitchen, um, let's imagine that the supermarkets aren't there. You've got your yeah. favourite ingredients. What are you whipping up for us? I mean, I'm, everyone cusses me because it's my classic dish. I've always loved a lasagna. Lasagna is my number one, man. Um, I just love how um, it's, it's, it's nice tomorrow. You know, it's something you can put in the fridge, eat tomorrow, and it's still buff. So it, none of it gets wasted. And I make the white sauce from scratch, and that's, like, one of my specialities, making a bechamel, which is, like, a cheese sauce. Well, bechamel is not a cheese sauce. When you add cheese, it becomes a cheese sauce. So it's just, like, a white sauce. Yeah, come on, I'm a chef. I'm a little bit, a little bit, a little bit a chef. You know what I'm saying? And then making the meat sauce as well. Before I used to use like domio and minced meat, but then I learned how to make a tomato sauce from scratch, which is very easy. Just it's just literally like cooking down some onions and adding chopped tomatoes and tomato paste and letting it cook down for like an hour, and that's mm. how you get real rich tomato flavor. Because like like I said, you can add a domio. It doesn't matter. It, it, if that's what you like, that's what you like. But when you make your own tomato sauce from scratch and you use just a little cheap, like cheap ingredients to make something that, that, in, that man can shop in a shop for £15, you know? So it's, it's it, I think lasagna is one of my favourite things because as well, when you, you finish it in the oven, you've got to let it set. And then when you know, boom, when you chop up them, when you slice and dice it, people are wanting mm. it. People want the biggest slice. And that's what mm. man always get arguments over. I know, I want that. Let me get that corner. The one that's <laughs> yeah. got the brown with the cheese. I like the corner, yeah. I'm always like the corner. I've, I've got to have the corner zoo. Because it's got the little crispy bit. Oh, yes! Like, I'm saying, man, I always worry for that corner. But yeah, yeah. like making a lasagna, definitely, that's definitely up there. And, and a roast. I'm, I'm, I love making a roast. I think roast is one of the most simple things in the world. If, if someone says they can't cook, tell them to make a roast. Because all you got to do is chop some potatoes, chop some carrots, Pull it in a tray, get a chicken, pull it in a tray, season it, make sure you season it, yeah? Make sure you season it. Don't, don't just put salt and pepper, yeah? There's other things you could put, paprika, chili powder, garlic powder. Um, you could put um, all-purpose. I like Maggie Cube. You know, you can put whatever yeah. you want on there. Just make sure you give it some love and flavor. Squeeze some lemon on top. Put some herbs, you know? All these little touches. You pull it in the oven for two hours, mate, and you'll never go Nando's again. But big up Nando's. Yeah, yeah. You know what? To be fair, Nando's tastes all right for me as well. As well. Like, <laughs> I can't lie. But when you make it at home, it's, it's a totally different vibe. But that's all closed now. So people can't go to restaurants. It's like going to the restaurant. When did I last go to a restaurant? It was probably three and a half weeks ago now. So now people are cooking from home. So I think more than ever, 
due to timing, your show is going to be more relevant than it was before. Do you know what I mean? Because people need to cook from home. They want to see new ways to cook. And again, it's not like you're being Jamie Oliver or Heston. You're not in some kitchen where they've got all this funky tech and fresh stuff. You're kind of using what's in the food truck and you're making food for people that are out and about and they want, they have specific needs. You're like, okay, cool. What can I whip together for you? That's sick. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, uh, The timing is weird. The timing is weird. Obviously, it's a catch-22. We definitely would have loved to be able to go on the road and do some serious promotion, but... Take the food truck on the road, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, that that was like the main... That would have been sick if I could have just pulled up a man in a food truck, like he wants some food, but, you know... Um, hopefully we get a series two. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, like like you said, people are home, and obviously I don't wish people to stay in self isolation. I don't wish people to stay in their house. But you know, if if there was ever a time for people to watch a cooking program, where especially where I'm out and about exploring the world and trying to bring ingredients to you and and dishes to you, I think I think it's I think definitely a good time for people to take in. The, the, the hard work that me and my brothers have done and the whole crew, big up the camera crew, big up the editors, big up all the people that run all the logistics, all the higher ups that do all the, you know, signing off the paperwork because this has made me learn that it's a, a process that everyone has to come together. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, man. You totally get the credits now, don't you? Like all of the people that have to put their work in. Hey, hey I used to turn off the program at that point still. I'll be like, yeah, on to the next. But now I've definitely, I've definitely learned to appreciate all them names that pop up at the end. And what was sick is when I when we watched like a couple of the final versions, watching the credits and seeing the names come up, like when you see the cameraman name come up and be like, bop, 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 bop. Then you'll see like the line, line product, uh, producer. And you'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like being able to connect to these people and then seeing them get their, um, like, their gratification from the program. Yeah. Then, like, because they're not on the camera. All you ever see when you watch a program is the main guy. You see the main guy and you see the extras and you see the boom, boom, boom. You don't ever see the person that's holding this big camera on their shoulder. You don't ever see the editor that's in the, the, the room going through hundreds of hours of footage. You don't see the line producer who has to actually pattern up every single thing to make it run smoothly. You don't see that. So I've definitely learned to appreciate who I'm working with and and, and the, the, the effort that people put in to make this happen because you're going to see Big Zoo on the face of it, but this was a bag of people that had to come together to make this work. And I'm very proud of everyone. Yeah, man, it looks real good. You also had someone in the com on in, in in the um in the credits called a home economist. I had no idea what that was, but that's something to do with food. I think you only get them on food programs. Do, do you know what that is properly yet? Let's not talk too much about the home ec, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with this program, obviously, I used to always watch them and think we're in everything. There's a home ec. The home ec is the person that um um helps assist with the creation of the food, helps come up with the recipes with you. They help like get all the ingredients. And you, what you will see on camera is me doing a lot of cooking, but it is me going back to back with someone who is definitely assisting everything I do. And in cooking, like on a TV program, sorry, pardon me, when you're making like a TV program, like let's say I've got to cook something for five hours. I'm not going to slap it in the oven and we're all going to sit there for five hours like, like, you know what I'm saying? So the whole mix job is kind of to help speed up the process and, and help things run smoothly. And, and also if man burn things, you know, if anything gets burned, like, you know what I'm saying? They're just going to come with the real one. <laughs> <laughs> come with the fresh one. <laughs> Don't too much about that one there. I'll be on the camera for you. <laughs> 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 
Okay, well that's well that's Big Zoo Eats. Make sure you check it out. When's it out officially? Because that that line may have changed a little bit. Are you aware of when it is out properly? I know when it's out. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Um, uh, this is going out just before it goes out, so this isn't going out now. So I think we can say it. May fifteenth. That's what I've been told. May fifteenth is the first episode is landing on Dave. Yeah, it's gonna be. Prime time television. I, I can't wait for the UK to lock in. I just want people to get behind it and realize, you know what? There's a light-skinned brother who is half black, half Arab on prime time television with his two brothers from the ends, who are both Iraqi, <laughs> yeah, called Haider, Haider and Ahmed, yeah, doing, doing a, a, a television program, a 10-episode television program. It's, it's definitely... As much as it benefits us, I think it's a move to show the kind of um, places that the entertainment industry is going towards now, you know? 100%. 100%. And word, like, it's a great watch. I'm not gassing it. Yeah, it's a great watch. It's fun. And, like, every episode isn't the same because you've got a real good mix of comedians. Like you said, you've got people that are a bit more man them. And then you've got other people like, you know, your Jimmy Cars, your Ed Gambles, stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, make sure you check that out and watch it. Um, I'm not going to let you go just yet, though, uh, Big Zoo. In fact, you've made, me, you've made me think there's some there's some food tech that we got sent to the studio, and I wasn't sure what to do with it. And I might send it over your way just to see what your yeah. thoughts are on it at some time. Give me some tips, bro. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll fire, I'll fire it over to you. We've got, we've got something, it's, it's like called a joule or something like that, where you, it's something to do with cooking meat, but it cooks it in a different way. I'll send it to you. You can try it out. Let us know. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What do you think of it? Cool. All right, man. Um, but yeah, um, musically, what are, what are your plans at the moment? I know you've got the TV show to think about, but you, like you said, you're, you're sitting indoors. You, you've got some time to think about music. What's the plan with that at the moment? I've dropped, I just dropped a song with a guy called Jolani Blackman called P2P. That one's definitely tearing up the roads. 
um, got a, a project coming with Capo, Ka Ka um, Cam and Eyes. That one there is going to um, clock the whole universe. Um, I'm working <laughs> on an album for myself now, working on an album. And I've just been, I've been, I've been giving stuff out. I've been giving out verses, doing more things. Before, I used to be very conservative with the music that I put out. I was kind of like trying to build my lane. But now I've done, I've done six projects off my own back, six projects of just Zooey. Obviously, there's a couple of features in there, but I've done a lot of Zoo. So I think I've been able to create my lane and I have a catalogue now, which is what I always wanted to have. And now I'm able to just experiment, do stuff that's not pre just predominantly big Zoo music, but also just flex as a music artist rather than just a grime MC. You know what I mean? 100%. And you've definitely added way more dimensions uh, to what you can do now. Because, you know, I did think of you before as a rapper. Now I've seen you as a presenter. I mean, let's not forget the radio stuff that you've done. Um, and now I'm seeing you as a TV personality and a per personality within yourself. Do you know what I mean? As somebody who's, you know, proud of where you've come from and you're kind of bringing that with you. You're not watering it down and changing it. Do you know what I mean? So I think you're someone who's a pleasure to watch on the TV, man. Um, also um, saw that you were in Sierra Leone. Uh, recently, so, and you mentioned that as well, your trip, that was probably your last trip for 2020, if I'm honest with you, bro. How was that out there, man? What would you get up to out there? I was filming a music video, filming a music right. video with a artist called Drizzlick. Um, I mean, obviously you're from Niger, so you know, the Nigerian scene, the Ghanaian scene, they're definitely killing right. it right now, you know? Yeah. People like, people like Burner Boy, Wizkid, you know, um, Davido, there's so many artists in, in West Africa that are rising up and taking the Afro sound across the world, international. And I feel like Sierra Leone is very underrepresented in, in that market. But they have the source, they got the energy. So me being half Sierra Leonean, I, I, I just, I got like, someone shouted at me. They were like, yo, man's got this artist, he's from Sierra Leone. I think you two should link up. He came to England, Jizzlick came to England. Me and him did a session, we made a song, and then I was sitting with my, my manager, and he was like, bro, why don't you fly Sierra Leone to, to do a music video for this? And I was like, raw, you know what? I don't mind, let's get it done. Like, I haven't been back home in over 12 years. I haven't seen my family back home for a long time, you know, caught up in the concrete jungle, caught up in the rat race, and I've not really gone back to go see stuff as an older man. Like, I'm 24, so the last time I went to Sierra Leone, I was like, I was like 12, 13, which is like, you can't really experience your hometown when you're a little boy, you know, your mum telling you where to go and stuff. So um, it was sick because I was able to go back, go learn about my roots a bit more and also get some work done. So yeah, it was, it was sad because I had to cut the, the, the trip um, short to make sure I wasn't stuck in Sierra Leone. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Otherwise you would have been there till, I don't know, three, six months, who knows? I would have I come back looking a different colour. I'd have probably lost yeah. bare weight. <laughs> You'd have been looking like you're made out of Lego on the on the Zoom on the on the Zoom screen we got now. The Wi-Fi would not be popping. The whole the whole interview would just be like, yeah, you know what? Man? Let's put it like that. I would, have, but I would have definitely spiritually been 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 learning a lot about myself. Um, because over there it's a different world, man. Over there, yeah. you know, the the appreciation for life is completely different to here. It's it's a different ballpark. It's, um, and what's weird is that I literally. I could. I had to get a last-minute flight. I, ha I had a flight to Morocco, and Morocco borders closed, so I had to get a last-minute flight to France and fly. Flew back and got to London, and it was like instant grey, just grey. Everything's grey. You know, you're you're in you're in Africa. It's 
popping. There's so much going on. There's no one cares about you. Obviously, I got white skin, so people are always looking at me. But it's not a, it's not bad eyes. It's 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 because if you smile at them, they're gonna smile back. You know what I mean? It was. It's more of a fascination. It's more of a how can I get some bread from this guy? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. but, but when you're back in London, it's like. No one's looking at you, but if they do, it's not no smiling thing. It's yeah. more of a, why are you looking at me? Do you know what I mean? Mm, so, mm, and mm. I, I stopped on the train from Heathrow to go home, and it's like mid-corona. The, the, the world was just, it was like quiet. No yeah. one talks to each other. That's one thing that I found like so weird, that when, when I was in Africa, you just speak to everyone. You know, you'll be walking... You'll walk past someone and say, Hey, Kushet, how buddy? you say, Hi, how are you? You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, You're right, mate. Da, 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 da. But you're, Always, back in, yeah. you're back in England. And like, you're back in England. And it's like, No, I'm on the train. And everyone is just silent, head down on their phone, even though there's yeah. no Wi Fi. So it's like, Yo, it's like, bruv, it, it definitely showed me a lot. And then obviously, I've been in lockdown. So I haven't even been able to go out and go link my bedrooms and stuff. And I'm definitely missing Africa. And what I've learned is for all my African people, yeah, I'm not a spokesperson, but if you are of African descent, I mean, this could go for anyone from any country, you know, it's not, it's not just Africa. But one thing about Africa is it, is it is difficult to go back home. It's not a simple process, you know. It's not as easy as flying to, to Germany or Amsterdam or, or France. It's, it's not, and even like places in Asia, places in, in Africa, America, they're, they're yeah. definitely more summarized in terms of the tourism and in terms of the, the, the things you can do there, you know, like... Africa has definitely been put down as this place that you, you people just go to do philanthropy and, and help give back to young communities. It's not just about that. They have beautiful beaches. They have beautiful restaurants. They have beautiful activities that you can do. And you can also learn about your, your roots, about where you come from. So I think it's on us as this new generation to go back to Africa and invest and, and change the ethos of what it is to be an African. Definitely. 100%, 100%. And that, that's part of the master plan. I mean, I know at the moment it's not physically possible to get over there, but I'm ready to go back. As soon as, the, as, soon as we're allowed to go and travel again, I want to do one of my yearly visits to Africa because, boy, you know, like you said, there's so much like vibe there. When you come back to the UK, the only way to describe it is it's grey when, it when you come back here, isn't it? It's flat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, um, this to the UK, like, man love where man come from. Do you understand? Man, yeah. man appreciates everything that England's done for me, all the opportunities. Like, I don't think I would have got a program in, in, in Africa. Do you get it? Like, yeah. I don't think I would have been doing that. But, like, it's just about knowing raw, like, this is where man's from. Like, this Yeah, is of course. You know what I mean? Man's skin is supposed to get this sun. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. No, 100%, man. Like, I'm, I'm, bruv, I want to keep the vitamin D levels high. Do you know what I'm Pause. Oh. I want to keep the vitamin D levels high. Look yeah, what there, I'm you, taking, bro. there you go. There you go. There you go. And the number one thing you can get vitamin D from is the sun. But in the UK, we are seriously lacking that. And now we've got to stay indoors. So, you know what I mean? But yeah, what are you doing with the rest of your day then now? Well, uh, like I said, I've been filming um, some content for the program. I'm mm -hmm. doing some campaigns with some companies as well and recording music, man. I've got people are running me down as we speak for verses. Got to get in some verses. So, yeah. Uh, bruv, technology. Let's talk about technology for one second. Cool, let's do it. Setup. I got a home setup in my studio, yeah? Yeah. What's in the home setup? What's in the home setup? 
So I, I got a, 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 a road mic. So R O D E. It's called an NT2A. NT2A, yeah. sick mic. I know about that. Yeah. You know about that thing, yeah? So yeah, oh, I've had my mic. I've got my mic stand. I've got my focus. I've got a focus, right? Which is like sound the, card. The sound card. Nice. Yeah, I've got like the, the basic one though. Like it's got two, it's got, it's, it's, I think it's called two in, two out or something. And then yeah. I've got... Um, Scarlet, the red Rocket. one, yeah? The Scarlet, the red one. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got my KRK um, Rocket 5s because Ooh. that's what every show has. You know? Wait, can you see, you the, can you see them behind me? Can you see them behind me? In the yeah, studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even clock it, but then now I clocked it. So that's what I'm saying, like, and then um, because I use a Mac, I've got this Belkin um, USB um, C to USB converter because what I learned was, because I first had this like this converter, which is like the the Apple one, which comes with a USB, um, it's the USB C to USB, and it also yeah. has HDMI. But what I learned was is that like, in terms of like the, the CPU, the usage or something, it's, it, you have to have the right converter because if it if it's, doesn't have enough power in it, like if it can't um, process enough power into the USB, things will crash. So like my KRKs, the mic, the focus, right? It, it, it needs a lot of, um, it has a lot of, how can I explain it? I'm trying to do it in the most technical, logistical term. It just needs juice, man. It needs the juice, bruv. Basically, so I bought this Belkin thing, which is sick because it plugs into your laptop, but it also has it also plugs into a power source. So powered, yeah. Make sure, nothing, more juice. make sure nothing crashes. And um, I've been I've set up all this stuff. I've downloaded Logic X. I've, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna start going ham. I'm gonna start recording in my house, bro. Don't think I've been trying to record this whole time. I've been recording from my laptop mic. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing full songs in the mic, like in the mic, headphones on going in, coming back. Like, why does it sound like this? I've done a whole song, I've done a whole thing, I've done I've recorded stuff for people. Gee, every time I'm calling my engineer, bro, what do I need to do? Why does it sound so rubbish? Why do I not sound clear? Why do I sound so quiet? Gee, one day I'm recording and I, I realize let me go on the audio input, go on it, and it's on default. <laughs> settings and I've kicked the scarlet gone to my mic and I'm like oh my god I haven't even plugged it in bro you got you got you got always when you record test test it a couple times and go back again but at least you've got you got it working now though right yeah 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 it's working I'm learning how to act oh I'm recording and and I'm recording at home and I'm really enjoying it. I'm learning how to like mix my own vocals I'm I'm trying to do everything bro because we've got the time now you know I mean, if someone's got the beat and you've got the verse, you're cool. And that means every artist that's listening to this, there's no excuse for Big Zoo not to get you those bars that he's been promising to get over to you for aye, ages because yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, the studio yeah, yeah, in yeah, his yeah. yard. People are going to be like, brother, nah, I've heard you've got the, the whole studio, bro. I've heard you've got the NT2A I, and everything. I'm not allowed to know, bro. Not everyone's allowed to you know. It's funny. <laughs> I've lately sent something out to someone and I said, bro, you ain't got no excuse, man. You got, you got all the time in the world, bro. Let me get my course. verse, bro. Of course, give me my verse and give me the beats. Like, I think now, I think there's going to be a lot of music dropping. I think a month after we all come out, yeah, from, from being in for a little while, there's going to be a lot of music dropping. A lot of music videos that need to be made. A lot of content yeah. flying out there. Yeah, man. Big up everyone that, um, that banked their content because right now you're laughing. All the people that did went the extra mile to get stuff done for the future, you're laughing. You're definitely yeah. laughing because it just I think it just shows that 
planning for a rainy day is a real thing because you know it's funny like people talk about putting money away for a rainy day doing stuff for a rainy day this is the rainy day 100 percent, 100 percent. listen a lot of people in entertainment have not been doing that and i've always been a bit big advocate of when you get paid whatever it is one bill one grand whatever one bag whatever whatever you get paid that's not what you get paid that's not all for you yeah, some goes away for the queen, unless you're Jimmy Carr. Some goes away for <laughs> some goes away, you know, for a rainy day. Pay your bills, and then you're left with a little bit at the end. You know what I mean? And, and you take that and enjoy that. But I'm not here to preach about that. But I think the people that have done that feel a lot less worried than the people that aren't. And you know, there's all this talk about government bailouts, but I don't know. How, I don't know how that's going to work. There's a lot of promises flying around. That's a lot of free money. Yeah, man, it's not easy. And like, and yeah. like bro, all people have signed up for employment for, the, for, for um, universal credit. So definitely show how, how tough these times are. And like you said, if you're worse, right now, you're definitely going to not be feeling the burn as much. You're going to be, you know? Exactly. A hundred percent. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. Anyway, no, I just want to say, Zoo, where, where can people find you on the internet, bro? Where can we find you and keep a track of what you're up to, whether it's music, radio, TV, cooking, etc. I mean, I'm on all the platforms, um, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, everything, Facebook. My name is Big Zoo, B-I-G-Z-U-U, but on Twitter, on Instagram, it's at It's Big Zoo. So I-T-S-B-I-G-Z-U-U, Z-W-U, man. It's big Wicked. you, man. Check out all the stuff. I got more. I got bag of music, Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, whatever it is, whatever you stream your music on, my things are there. Shazam. Even if you need to Shazam it, it's there. Tidal, we got Jay-Z, it's there. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> everywhere is there. Yeah, check out the music. The program's coming on Dave. And watch this space, man. I got a lot of stuff coming, man. I got a lot of stuff Okay. Coming. Who do we have to punch up for the big zoo handle though? Who's disrespecting? Fam, it's a bot. There's two bots that I've complained to Twitter and Insta for like, for like the longest, and them man ain't having it. So, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. I'm gonna get that big zoo handle, bro. Yeah, we the need to. We need to. I lose my verification if I change my app. So I'll have to change the app, then get re-verified, which is the longest yeah. thing in the world. So, yeah, I yeah. tell you what though, Twitter can. I know Twitter can do it. They can change it for you and just convey it over. They don't want to say that out loud, but they will just slide it over for you if, when you have the right conversation. But you have to wait for that bit. You have to wait for those bots to stop botting. You what? Yeah, man. You serious? Bro, the, the Twitter one ain't tweeted since 2011, bro. That needs to go. That needs to go. 100% needs to go. Yeah. That needs to go. Ayana. Ayana and at is Zoo. I'm so annoyed, bro. She's not even, nah, you know what? She's a waste. But anyway, yeah. Thank you very much, bruv. We're going to finish the show on the Samuel L. Jackson uh, video of him telling everyone to stay at home. I think it's only right to do that. Before I go, though, there's plenty of ways to kill some time out there. I'll be Marcus Bronzy, uh, at Marcus, B-R-O-N-Z-Y on social media and How to Kill an Hour. We're on every platform, How to Kill an Hour, obviously. Thanks for joining us on the show, Zoom, man. Look forward to everything, bruv. Stay blessed. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.